With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Two items of news. You were mowing the lawn. I was taking a nap on the couch and the Vikings decide not to let us sleep or mow uh, as Harrison Smith signs a huge extension four years, $64 million with 25 million guaranteed. And Irv Smith has a knee issue and he is likely to be out now for week one. Sam, uh, let's start with Harrison Smith's extension. I sent a couple of messages to people who are smarter than me when it comes to contracts. And one of the words that I got was uh, insane for the Vikings to sign a 32 year old for this long of a deal. Now you and I both have great respect for Harrison Smith and his career. He's a ring of honor player. He has been one of the best safeties, if not the best safety in the NFL at any point during the Mike Zimmer era. But I have to say that I was projecting a three-year deal or two-year deal along the lines of what Malcolm Jenkins got, which was $16 million guaranteed. I was not thinking that they were going to sign him for this long or for this much. I am I have to say that I'm quite surprised by the length and the dollar amount. So a few years ago, Kyle Rudolph signed what seemed to be an equally ludicrous four-year extension. Now, the average annual value there was $9 million, so a little bit less than 16, right? But the Vikings set up that deal where the first year was pretty well guaranteed, and after that, it was get-out-of-jail-free card. Like, you could basically cut him at any point, and they did. So I'll be curious to see what the final numbers are. I've seen $26 million is guaranteed, so that would indicate that, obviously, this year was already covered. Next year is probably covered, age 33. And then the majority of the next year, maybe, or sort of a descending guarantee after that. I I would assume that after 2022, they'll have like a decent out. And well, and after that, probably a very team friendly out. So I'm not freaking out about the number. Um, I think safeties can play a little older in this league, different than corners. I think we've seen more safeties into their 30s than you know, corners at corner at 32, it's ludicrous. A safety at 32, it's a little more palatable to me. Um, and, and I think this, this, you know, speaks to the Vikings belief that Harrison Smith has not dropped off. Um, and is he the 2017 version of Harrison Smith? Probably not. But Harrison Smith was never the fastest guy, right? Like he doesn't have quite the physical gifts. It's more about just diagnosing everything and being a step ahead of everybody. And I think that's what they're paying for. So um, is it a a gamble? Mildly. But I don't think it's insane. And um, I I think that, you know, this is obviously a little bit of you've given us 
10 amazing years, we're going to reward you maybe with a little bit more than you deserve. Yeah, I think the, uh, well, the insanity part comes from the comparables that Malcolm Jenkins is every bit as good or was every bit as good through age 32 as Harrison Smith and didn't get anywhere near this amount when new Orleans signed him. And when you look at by age, Harrison Smith is the sixth oldest safety in the entire NFL. And that's not even just starters. That's like anybody who plays safety or guys who've been special teams gunners for their whole careers and are still sort of hanging around on a roster And so I think that tells us that there aren't that many dudes who get into their early and mid thirties and then uh, even stick around too much past that as safeties in the NFL, much less play really, really well. Now, Ed Reed did and Eric Weddle did. And those are two guys who are great, just like Harrison Smith is great. Uh, But they did not get, at least by the guaranteed money amount, any type of a deal here. I looked at all the ages of all the safeties in the NFL to figure out, like, is there anybody else who's even in their 30s who got something like this? And the answer is no, that there's no other safety in their 30s who got over $20 million guaranteed in their contract. Devin McCourty and Malcolm Jenkins are the only guys who are comparable in their age and guaranteed money, and they got... Uh, way less. I mean, in terms of actually getting a multi-year deal, being on the older side, McCordy and Jenkins are the only ones. And those guys got 16 million, not 26 million guaranteed. Now to your point, you are right that they set themselves up with these contracts to eventually be able to get out of them down the road. But as we know, with these contracts, there's always bills to be paid when that happens. There's always dead money that has to be eaten at some point. And they've always signed these contracts sort of not caring about that. Um, And the bill has come to them the last couple of years with the head coach talking about how little depth they have. Well, that's connected to what they've had to do with the salary cap. And I I think that um, they didn't have to do it for this price and they didn't have to do it right now but they wanted to, I think, to try to make Harrison uh, Viking for life, which which I get. Um, I guess I just look at it and say, if you let this play out to see how he plays in his age 32 season, like what, what would have been wrong with that since you already gave him a giant contract? It's not like with Brian O'Neill, they might be, uh, they might have been trying to get him on a pretty reasonable deal. And then those other contracts hit. Well, that's not the same as the Harrison Smith, where if they waited this out throughout the season and he was great, um, I don't know that the contract ends up being that much different. I guess that's where I kind of say, did you have to do this right now? I'm certainly not against them keeping Harrison Smith football player for this and next year, where I think he'll continue to be great. Yeah, and you look at the last few uh, third contracts the Vikings have awarded. So Everson Griffin signed an extension, remember, at the 11th hour. And I believe he lasted one year into that extension. And then they re- had to renegotiate and, uh, you know, set up a free agency year with Kyle Rudolph. He lasted one year into his third contract. And Linval Joseph didn't get far into his either. It was like one or two years into that. So the Vikings have seen that this can possibly backfire. And I think what would make me a little upset if I'm a Vikings fan is if we get around to next year, And Xavier Woods just played great. And I think he's looked great. Like, I think he's going to be really good against the run. Uh, It seems like he he's super physical. I'm, I'm excited for Xavier Woods, but they might get to next March and you might be stuck with the cousins deal. And now the Harrison is on the book. So Neil's going to be on the books for, for a big number. 
that could inhibit you a little bit. I mean, yes, the cap's going up, but the Vikings also have a lot of bills to pay. And if this prevents you from re-signing one of these younger players, whether it's Woods, Breland, uh, whomever, I think that's where this is an irresponsible deal. Um, so the deal itself, I guess, I can I can live with. But if you look at it in the overall cap structure, um, this is not going to be a cap-rich team next year, even with the cap increases. Right. The cap is going to go way up after 2022. So I guess if they ultimately have to pay some sort of penalty after that with the Harrison deal, maybe it doesn't hurt them that much. Maybe that's a big part of it is they've always found ways to stuff a lot of cash in players' pockets. And that's what the the players care about most is how much actual cash are you giving me? Not just what the number says for total. And clearly with this one, all that guaranteed money or a lot of it is going into his pocket very early. So from Harrison's side, he should be extremely happy. But when you look at this defense and the long term of this defense, you have free agents after this year at defensive end. They're going to have to redo Hunter's deal. You have uh, Anthony Barr as a free agent, which I, I, we, I think we think he's going to go, but we don't know how exactly that works out. Both corners are free agents. Starting safety is a free agent. Um, at some point down the road, you're going to have a, probably a, a Brian O'Neill extension that you're paying out a lot of money for. Um, and I, I guess, I mean, who knows where the quarterback money is going to end up because that's going to determine some of this. I mean, if you have Kirk Cousins still here, and he signs an extension, it will still be worth a lot. And if he if he's not, then maybe that changes the equation. Um, but I think that anytime you're in their position where after this year, you're not really sure where it's going and you're signing an older player to a long-term contract, you sort of go, well, is the plan each year then just going to be able to sign a bunch of defensive players to one-year contracts to fill around this defense? Like, is this is this what the plan is going to be to try to restock it every year through free agency? Or, I, I mean, I guess I they have one less position that they might need to worry about with Harrison Smith here, but doing it now, if Smith has a fall-off this year, then you look at that contract and go, okay. I mean, just like, you said about Everson Griffin, where Griffin looked good the other night, but they're not going to play him a thousand snaps. If you had signed him to a huge, huge contract extension after, uh, let's see, what have it been last year? You would have been saying, oh no, like the guy has fallen off and we've gave him this huge money. So they're towing a line here with this contract long-term. Um, but in the short term, you have Harrison Smith on your football team and that's good, but you were going to have him this year anyway. So I wonder as much as the sort of change is floating in the distance, it sort of seems right. If there is ultimately change in who runs this team that I wonder how next management would sort of view a contract like this and whether this was a good idea, but I try not to get that far down the road before week one. So we're kind of on the same page. I think with Harrison Smith's deal that it's done and now they have to hold their breath, but um, Harrison Smith's number is someday going to be in the ring of honor and he is as great as advertised. So, so good for him. He's got his money. Now let's talk about Irv Smith jr. Mm -hmm. uh, Tom Pelissero reports that Irv Smith jr. Expected to undergo surgery for a meniscus injury that is going to sideline him for the start of the season. Now this should uh, bring some PTSD for uh, Vikings fans yes. with Sharif Floyd and his meniscus uh, injury. That was what ended his career. Now I'm not, 
saying that's going to happen for Irv Smith. But once again, here we are with meniscuses and there's the shaving of the meniscus. There's the full surgery of the meniscus that we went through in 2016. Um, but here's what I know about this, Sam. This is bad. This is bad news. Like this is never, the meniscus thing is never good. And for it to happen now means it will be weeks and weeks. It's not going to be like he pops back in week one and he's back to a hundred percent. This meniscus thing takes time. Yeah. I think of the Adrian Peterson meniscus where they present the two sides of it. You get it shaved um, and you get a chance to come back more quickly, but there's less integrity in the knee left or you get it cut and, or maybe it's the other way around. I'm not a doctor. Did you know that? I'm not a doctor. Um, <laughs> but it, it creates a tough choice for the athlete because if they kind of do the, the halfway fix, then you know they might leave themselves a little more susceptible or do the long-term fix. You miss time, a lot of time. You kind of reduce your value to the team, and uh, you don't get to play. So based on the Pelissero report, who makes it sound like he's only missing the start of the season, maybe it's the short-term deal, but – the Vikings tight end depth is rough right now. I mean, Tyler Conklin walked off the field with a lower body injury a couple weeks ago, did see him sprinting on a rehab field the other day. So that's good. Like, I mean, he's further along than like DD Westbrook, but um, Conklin hurt Smith hurt Zach Davidson struggling. What's your tight end situation right now? This is a, now another waiver wire need for the Vikings on Tuesday. Um, this is really serious. And the, and it comes back to, you asked this question a million times, like, should the starters be playing? And generally we said, probably not, but they are like the Vikings, you know, are going to put them out there and Smith looked good. And of course this would happen. So you're, this might save the career or at least the season of like Zach Davidson, who I think I was going to have cut. Um, Shane Zilstra might even be in the mix now. It's incredible what this means and just crushes the offense because Smith was going to be a focal point. He was probably going to be their third best pass catcher. He's a good blocker, starting to like understand kind of every nuance of this offense. This is a, a pretty devastating piece of news, even if it is only for a few weeks in the season. Right. And Pelissero does not give a more definitive timeline on this. We just know that the meniscus is not like a one week type of you bruised your thigh type of deal that usually goes for multiple weeks. And so even if he's out two weeks, you're still talking about two games that the Vikings have written in as W's and ones that they need to get off to a good start. And we felt this way that with all the things that have happened to them in the preseason, that uh, you know, take, they can only take so many hits and this is a big hit for them, even if it's for a couple weeks. And the only way that they could bounce back from all this was getting off to a hot start and getting everybody kind of on the same page and rolling in the regular season. And now you have to go into Cincinnati without one of your top players. So Justin Jefferson has hardly practiced. Adam Thielen has missed time throughout with a couple of different injuries through this preseason. D.D. Westbrook, I'm very unsure about whether he's playing in week one. And we've seen what the offense looks like with Amir Smith-Marset and K.J. Osborne as your top receivers. So now they do have to go out, in my mind, they do have to go out and look for a veteran tight end who gets cut, even if that veteran tight end hasn't played much or doesn't have a great track record, but even your next Blake Bell or Cole Hicatini might be the type of guy you have to go find just to fill that spot because Zach Davidson doesn't look like he could play in the NFL right now. 
I, I mean, not even really close. He hasn't caught the ball. Mike Zimmer said he's not happy with his blocking. Uh, Shane Zilstra is transitioning from tight end uh, receiver to tight end. So he's not ready to go out there and play. And we're not sure that Tyler Conklin's going to be 100%. And this is an offense that uses two tight ends all the time. And so I got a bunch of tweets the other night after I said what Mike Zimmer had pointed out, which is if we get the wrong people hurt, we're in trouble. And I got a bunch of tweets like nobody's got depth in the NFL. Like, no, actually, there are teams that have more than one. You don't go from the starting tight end down to a guy who was playing wide receiver last year on every team. No, that doesn't happen. And that's the Vikings where, used to have much at. better depth than they do. Like, yes. like a few years ago, they had right. a, a, like Jaron curse was a, a good backup safety. Anthony Harris was a backup safety. Eric Wilson was a backup linebacker. Afadio Denebo was a backup defensive end. I mean, it is possible to have that. Right. Your starting left tackle right now was a backup and mm -hmm. yeah, there, there were swing players like Jeremiah Searles, our buddy, who's going to be back, by the way, for uh, Tuesday morning left guard this year. Yes. Um, so this is this is the type of thing that is a reason we sort of obsess over certain stuff, which is wide receiver three. We spent all offseason. Like, what are you going to do? Wide receiver three. If somebody gets hurt, then yada, yada, yada. They bring in a hurt guy at the very end of uh, the off season who hasn't practiced yet. Um, and here you are. So if someone goes down a top receiving option, like Irv Smith, now you are short for the first couple of weeks. And we've seen this before that teams will put a lot of emphasis now on those top two receivers when there's only those two guys that could be a threat. It's a lucky break that you're playing Cincinnati, but it's not like they're not an NFL team or something. So this all of a sudden is a huge hurdle to get by. And I think what this says is mental toughness of this team. If there is depth there, uh, how much they want to win, like it's going to be tested. I think it's all going to be tested very early on because they have taken a lot here or taken on a lot of water to the boat here. And if they can overcome it, then I think you can get, you know, get your guys back, get your guys healthy and, and go on with your season and go into those tough games. But if you can't take on an injury like this and overcome it, then you probably just weren't a good team anyway. Yeah. CJ Ham, tight end. I mean, is that what we're headed <laughs> He's toward? Done it. He has done it. Yeah. No, th this, this is uh, a real tester to start the year. And especially too, I mean, Kirk Cousins hasn't had a chance to play with his full complement of weapons very right. much right. this offseason. Cousins was out, then Jefferson was out, then Thielen was out, and now Smith is out, and Cook has been sort of babied along the whole way. So it's gonna be it's gonna be dicey. And there's no way I'm I'm writing in pen W next to Cincinnati at this point. I can't do it. I mean, I'm there's too many concerns. I think that the defense is still going to be okay, you know. We'll see about Anthony Barr, but you know, that's already, there's one big piece on defense we're worried about and one big piece on offense we're worried about. And that's just the beginning. Yep. And uh, like you said, I wasn't going to say it the, Hey, I told you not to play the starters, but I might as well. Right. Since we're here, this is why you shouldn't play the starters in the preseason. Okay, Sam. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, go mow your lawn. Um, I'm going to have emergency reaction at, uh, purpleinsider.substack.com. So everybody check that out and I'll just push back the podcast that I had scheduled all nicely for Monday. 
So there you have it. All right, Sam, thanks for your time. And thank you all for listening to this emergency podcast reaction. We'll do it again soon. Hey, everybody, the season is on the way. Fans are going back to stadiums, so you have to be ready with the best Minnesota football gear. That's why you have to check out Soda Stick. I saw a ton of Soda Stick gear around training camp. I expect to see it in the stadium as well. There are so many cool designs on hats, T-shirts, and hoodies for the fall weather, including the John Randall design that is extremely cool. There's also the straight cash homie Randy Moss homage, can't stop the Thielen hats, and a personal favorite, the old video game designs that Tecmo fans will appreciate. Check it all out at sodastick.com. That is S-O-T-A-S-T-I-C-K.com. Everything is screen printed here in Minnesota, and I can tell you that the shirts are comfortable and they last because half of my closet is now Soda Stick at this point. Again, that's sodastick.com, Minnesota sports-inspired goods, and keep your eye out for our Soda Stick giveaways. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.